Welcome to this APQC podcast. My name is Haley Carroll, and I'm a research specialist at APQC. Today, I'm talking with Mary Driscoll, Senior Research Fellow in Financial Management at APQC, about a report she recently published called Blueprint for Success, Accounts Payable. Welcome, Mary. Thank you. So, Mary, you are rolling out a Blueprint for Success series, and the first report published focuses on accounts payable. Can you describe what a Blueprint for Success is and how organizations can use the AP Blueprint? Uh, Sure, Haley. The Blueprint for Success reports are a starting point, really, for organizations hoping to follow in the footsteps of process management innovators. So the key point is that benchmarking your organization's performance allows you to identify best practices and compare how well your organization is performing a variety of important functions. Uh, In general, the focus is on processes that comprise the finance and accounting arena, AP, AR, general accounting, and so forth. And they draw from APQC's Open Standards Benchmarking Database. Now, I'm talking about the uh, metrics focusing in the area of financial management. APQC has metrics that focus in other areas, such as supply chain. But for our purposes here, we're focusing on the financial management area. The reports go beyond the information, and in most other benchmarking reports, they provide insight into the actual best practice process enablers that are driving results. So, in essence, you're outlining a blueprint organizations can follow to get ahead of the pack. So here, the AP blueprint focuses on accounts payable and provides a road map for achieving top performance in accounts payable. So included, you will find a framework for AP activities and how they relate to the enterprise, You will find key measures for executive, managerial, and operational views of performance. And the latest AP performance comparisons. Uh, And again, we look at here um, basically efficiency, process efficiency, including labor productivity, cycle speed, and so on. But in general, people refer to it as process efficiency. In addition, there are case studies in our in our report demonstrating how top performers earn their status. So we went out and identified some of the top performers, uh, did personal interviews with them, and got them on the record uh, for our readers' benefit to set down exactly what they had to do to create a path to progress for themselves. Wow, it sounds like the blueprint uh, is a very comprehensive report or tool, uh, mainly because it focuses on the AP processes and sub-processes and shows best practices. Um, And talking about processes specifically, how did you integrate the APQC's Process Classification Framework, or PCS, into the AP Blueprint? Well, sure. It's it's, it's critical that you do so. Um, Too often organizations uh, go run, running off with performance met- metrics and figure, oh, that's all we have to do. Set a goal. We want to go from the bottom to the top, whatever it is, cost per invoice, and let's just go, you know, all out 
and, and find a cure to get there. But that sometimes causes people to lack the deep thinking needed around what really drives process efficiency and sustainable process efficiency. Unless you do that, it's, it's common that you wind up frustrated. You know, after spending time and money to collect data and track performance, you know, you could find that in the end, um, you didn't get the expected cost savings or cycle time improvement or quality improvement that you would hope for. So in order to understand the results, one must first understand the process and its relationship to the enterprise. So to help you do that, APQC first developed its process classification, what we call the PCF, uh, geez, in 1992. Today, version 7.0 of the PCF is one of the most widely adopted tools that we offer. So what is it? The PCF represents a series of interrelated processes that represent the major dimensions of an enterprise. The PCF enables organizations, helps you to understand the inner workings from a horizontal or process point of view, which sounds simple enough, but people have spent their, their careers or the bulk of their careers for interest, for, in, for example, in a, a certain functional area, whether it's finance or supply chain or uh, human capital management. You, get, you certainly get to be very silo-focused, and you, know, you forget to look beyond, or you're not in the habit of looking beyond kind of the, the fences around your particular, particular functional silo. And, and that's, that's deadly. It really is. Uh, because when you take the end-to-end -end process view, the PCF represents a series of interrelated processes that represent the major dimensions of an enterprise. The PCF enables organizations to understand their inner workings from a horizontal process viewpoint, beginning with the overarching view of the enterprise. It then delves into a taxonomy of categories, process groups, processes, and activities. So it begins with Section 1.0, which talks about vision and business strategy, and it ends up all the way down with develop and manage uh, business capabilities. And in between there are the process groups, as I keep mentioning, for supply chain, for sales order, uh, customer service, human capital, product development, uh, logistics, and so forth and so on. All of the blueprints coming out of the FM research area will focus on what, section 9.0 which we call Manage Financial Resources of the PCF. For the AP Blueprint, we specifically address Section 9.6, Process Accounts Payable and Expense Reimbursements. Well, thank you for the overview of the PCF. That's very helpful. Um, digging a little deeper, what activities associated with accounts payable are addressed in your AP Blueprint? Right. Um, here we look at AP processing, as it consists of um, processing payments for operating expenses and other supplier charges. Those include verifying accounts payable with vendor records, maintaining and managing electronic commerce, auditing invoices and approving payments, processing financial accruals and reversals, 
also processing payments and taxes, researching and resolving exceptions, and uh, adjusting accounting records. So it, it includes developing policies and procedures as well around the whole uh, area of processing accounts payable. And my last question for you today, um, in the AP Blueprint, you provide information on benchmarks and process performance drivers for seven key performance indicators, or KPIs, like we like to call them at APQC. Are there two or three KPIs you think organizations should absolutely focus on? You know, well, sure, and, and I'll mention a few. Uh, there are, are always a very small handful that that probably have the most uh, widespread acceptance or, or practical use. But then again, a KPI uh, is important if it applies to the problem you're trying to solve. Okay. So, for instance, um, here we're going to talk about the cost to the cost to pro process accounts payable per invoice. And 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 back up. <clears throat> so here we're going to focus on, for instance, the cost to process accounts payable per invoice. And this is the AP performance metric that commands the most attention. Business why? Business unit leaders want to be sure they're paying the right price for their AP services. After all, it's typically part of the overhead cost that they have to it's typically part of the overhead cost that they have to help carry. Now, whether AP services are delivered by a shared services organization to internal customers under the auspices of a service level agreement, or whether AP services are decentralized and answered directly to a business, answered directly to a business unit, everybody cares about process costs. So, AP managers who know they're doing, yeah, Mary, sorry, it like broke up a few times. Do you just want to start from the beginning after I ask my question, are there two or three KPIs you think organizations should absolutely focus on? Yes. All okay. Right. Why don't you why don't you just why don't you ask the question again and I'll just pick it right up. Go. Okay. And my last question for you today, Mary, is in the AP blueprint you provide information on benchmarks and process performance drivers for a total of seven key performance indicators, or what we like to call APQC KPI. Are there two or three KPIs you think organizations should absolutely focus on in your report? Well, yes, the cost to process accounts payable per invoice. Um, that is the AP performance metric that commands the most attention. Why? Business unit leaders always want to be sure they're paying the right price for AP services. You know, after all, it's typically part of the overhead costs that they have to help carry. Now, whether those services are delivered by a shared services organization uh, under the auspices of a service level agreement, or whether AP services are decentralized and answered directly to a business unit, everybody cares about cost. So AP managers who know their demands AP managers who know their domains very well will be the first to say that looking at costs and managing costs must be ongoing or perpetual. The possible reoccurrence of cost creep is legendary. 
So this AP performance metric also comes into play, for example, in the wake of an acquisition that requires integrating financial operations that were custom built, perhaps, over, over time by the acquired enterprise. Another important KPI is the number of FTEs to process accounts payable. And that hones in on FTE productivity. FTE, of course, stands for full-time equivalent. Now here the view takes into account the number of FTEs relative to organization size, which is measured by revenue. This metric is a favorite among managers of shared service organizations aiming to right-size their workforces. Another impetus comes into play when AP managers are evaluating options for change, whether that's to be achieved through, say, role restructuring or the introduction of even robotics process automation, which we're hearing an awful lot more about. In any case, this metric is vital because labor cost in AP tends to consume the lion's share, approximately two-thirds, of the total process cost. Lastly, the cycle time to enter invoice data is a metric that shows the gap in process speed between the top and bottom performers. Why is this important? Well, a lot of organizations are under pressure to stamp out unnecessary delays, and this pressure often stems from the fact that business unit managers are complaining that it takes AP way too long to transform scores of individual transaction data into scheduled payments to vendors. Those delays can create relationship trouble with powerful vendors that are really diligent about enforcing their payment terms. APQC research reveals that slow speed in this instance is usually caused by an overabundance of manual data entry involving transaction documentation that exists in paper form. And just a final thought on that, it's important to look at the processes that feed data into AP, particularly uh, procurement and, and, and receiving of goods and services. So with that, that's what our blue it all sounds very interesting, and I feel like the Blueprint series overall is going to be extremely helpful to APQC members who are struggling in the different finance processes, but it's great news for people struggling in accounts payable specifically that they can benefit today. Um, and for those interested in reading the full report, the link to the report is in the podcast description. Thank you again for joining us today, Mary. Thank you.